Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week, we shine a light on individuals making waves in the world of fintech. And on a Sunday, we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. Today, we are super excited because we're talking through another one of the Harrington Star values. And it's really, really apt this week because Toby has been in Ireland um, and celebrating with our with our Irish contingent. The theme that we're talking about is esprit de corps. Toby, I wanna hand it straight over to you because there's loads that you can update us with. But before you go into how was Ireland, I wanna hear exactly why esprit de corps is so important to us. Thanks, Nadia. (laughs) So yeah, esprit de corps has always been one of the important uh, parts of our business. And and I think it's one of the most important parts of any business. So esprit de corps, effectively the, the spirit of the corps, uh, teamship it's called many many different things but esprit de corps is something that we came about when we, we had someone called james kerr who wrote a book called legacy which is all about the uh, the all blacks come into our business and spend a week with us just trying to find out you know our special dna our our, our value our core our purpose um james is a specialist in that sort of space uh he's worked on on cultural change for some of the biggest uh, institutions in the world studied high performance teams and units from the military through to sport. And one of the core things he came out of the special ingredients of Harrington Star after having spent that week with us was that esprit de corps. Uh, in an industry, recruitment industry, which is traditionally internally competitive and, and combative in many ways, way, shapes and forms over the, the 20 years uh, before we'd started, what we wanted to do was really work for each other and make sure that we were um, enjoying each other's success as much as we were our own. Uh, and that would be the thing that we felt would be able to drive us further forward, to give the best possible service to our customers, to make sure we landed and expanded within our customers and we were working together to provide the best outcome for the team. And I think Esprit de Corps, you know, having a team there that, that pulls together for a combined purpose is a central figure to any high performance environment. And when I look at the, the, you know, the best companies I've worked with and look at what they invest into their culture and how they invest into their teams working together, be it paired programming and, and uh, you know, be it working as a, as a team to, to solve a solution or uh, as I was talking to a company about yesterday, um, how they're making sure that, that uh, you know, they, they uh, you know, this is, this is a consultancy who work with teams of developers on site at major investment banks. One of the things I loved about what they were talking about is how they bring their team together to solve problems in their own time and create trading systems uh, separately. So they bring their teams who are interspersed and independent into a central core and in their own time, they, those guys work together to provide you know, different and create different training solutions as, almost as a, as a hobby. And I love that because it's about making sure in a consultative world when you can be quite fractured and fragmented, uh, and we see that a lot in those, you know, those consultancies, these guys are really working on their esprit de corps. Um, when I look at some of the teams that in, in, you know, podcasts I reviewed, it's those businesses that are really thinking about their, their core team rather than just having... You know, members of staff. I think there's a big difference between having a members of staff and creating members of staff and creating a genuine esprit de corps. When you have people there who are, um, you know, effectively working against each other or pushing personal agendas or working in any way, shape, or form to you know to to, to you know push their independent case further forward rather than the team and the vision's goal to move it further, you know, to move the business further forward towards their overarching purpose. I think that's where you have a lower performing uh, environment around that. So we wanted to look at Esprit de Corps as a business and say, look, this is something here which we want to build on. We want harmony. We want businesses there that can push back. We want people, you know, this, I think it's important to say that Esprit de Corps isn't just about nodding dogs and not having and managing friction. 
um, you know, I think it's probably worked fairly well publicised internally that uh, in some of our management meetings, there's quite a lot of friction at various different stages, you know, as we push back on ideas and do that. But once that idea is then uh, agreed to, we're completely unified. Everything that's gone on beforehand, individual agenda wise, is then pushed to the back of it. And we push together to make sure we, we combine un any, as a unified force and make that make that happen. And that's an important aspect to do. I think a, a um, when it talks about esprit de corps in business, it's not about everyone you know seeing each other every minute of the day and uh, and and being you know, friends forever and all that sort of stuff. It's about high performing teams working you know together to create a, a uh, you know, to create a, a future and a vision and a purpose that is all about exceptional work. And that's then about putting differences aside um, and and unifying to make something great happen after that. What's your thoughts on this really cool? I think it's just so relevant to today's industry, isn't it? You know, we've got teams that are global. We've got teams that are uh, virtual. We've got teams that are together um, most days a week. Um, and, you know, that has brought so many different challenges to the industry that we work in. Um, however, the, the kind of juxtaposition of this is the industry we work in is technology and technology has done brilliant things to bring us together. I love how you've described the difference between esprit de corps not being all, all about just being friends, um, you know, but actually it's about being collaborators and it's about achieving our goals together and leveraging off each other's strengths. And that's been a real uh, beauty for me to understand over my career that it's about, it's not necessarily about, you know, who, who I want to spend the weekend with, but it's who can I work with that will allow me to be the best that I can be and how can I help them become the best that they can be? Um, and for me, that's the power of collaboration of this industry as well. When we think about esprit de corps across the entire industry, when we talk about the mission, the purpose, and that key word, collaboration. So one of the things that I've spoken about many times before about my DEI discussions podcast is that we are celebrating you know, how-tos, um, what, what's going well in the industry, what works, how do we drive inclusion, um, giving real examples um, and case studies and evidence so that people can learn and get better together. Um, and I've mentioned this before that 10 years ago, this industry would have seen um, conversations that I do in, in the DEI and what you do in FinTech Focus TV. This industry would have seen it as sort of sharing trade secrets um, because we're all in competition with one another. But that suffocated us. Actually, we've become so much better by opening up those, those avenues of conversations, opening up those doors. And I think we're so much stronger for it. So with all that in mind, um, you have brought um, some of our, our more global people of Harrington Star that bit closer this week by traveling over to Ireland yourself. Tell us all about it. Yeah, it was a fantastic trip. And, and you know, speaking on the, on the subject of Esprit de Corps, um, we we're out in the Belfast office. Or I was out in the Belfast office uh, last, you know, this week for the first time. So to give some context to this, um, probably the start of last year, this time last year, we hadn't had Belfast as part of our agenda. We knew we wanted to uh, you know, create some near shore uh, offering. We knew there were different uh, areas that we could work in other outside London to provide great service to our customers. But Belfast wasn't one of those areas that we had a flag in the sand for. Um, and a couple of uh, you know, months later, we were introduced to Conlam. Um, and Con was just a special interview right from you know right from the start. I don't mind saying saying that to to him. Uh, he knows what I think of him. But it was uh, yeah, it just became immediate apparent there that someone who shared our values, who was uh, extremely bought into the concept of esprit de corps, 
Um, and from you know, Con, we've now quadrupled the team, as in there's four, four of them in there. Hopefully, very soon we'll have another uh, couple of heads to announce over there after this week's trip as well. Some good meetings that happened out there as well. But I loved it. Look, for, for me, it took us back to the days of uh, you know the four of us when we first started up in you know, the business in a room uh, back at Waterloo. It had that sort of you know genuine sense of excitement. There's four brilliant people out there in the business. Interestingly, you know when we talk about you know, friendships and 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 esprit de corps. These are guys who who've known each other, were at school together at various different stages, or uh, have worked together in the past. Uh, and there's a really strong bond uh, between them of wanting each other to be successful, of of having that sort of you know, you know that that fraternity that you can see you know can see from it. And they were hugely welcoming for for it. I'd never been to uh, to Belfast before. It's uh, as I said, I think on a post, it's kind of my my kind of city, my kind of people. So you know, from getting out of the plane and uh, getting into a taxi cab and having someone there who was just you know ready to talk to you about everything to do with uh, with Belfast on the you know twenty minute trip to the to the office to getting in the office and meeting the people on the, the reception there at uh, all my baths in the in the Barclays Eagle Labs Innovation Labs over there where the office is situated through to then coming into it and, and immediately you know, seeing the guys you know who I've known and you know been over to the to the London office a couple of times Ryan who's new over there. Uh, meeting for the first time I'm a lot bigger in, in person I thought which is a <laughs> also a good thing to see but it was just fantastic I had, I had a great time I loved it felt energized by a huge surge of positivity from being in in that office they are on a mission uh, and they're going to bring other great people into it you know we always talk about the expression of great people and great people and cons sort of you know collected a great bunch of, uh, of people in that office but also I think there's a great the, the adage of good uh, great people make good people great uh, and I think the the importance of that comes into the whole essence of Esprit de Corps is if you have that sense that we've employed over the last uh, year or so of does this person raise the average? You know, can we keep that talent that talent density? Are we going to make sure that everyone who comes in makes everyone better because they're doing doing that? It means that the people who were good before become great because of it, and there isn't there isn't any underperformance because everyone's pushing themselves further you know, further forward to be, you know, to, towards that pursuit of greatness. So I had a I had an amazing three days. Loved the hospitality out there. You know, went to uh, uh, Belfast's oldest pub, which I think every pub claims to be in Belfast from <laughs> where we want to do. Had great time with the guys. Tasted the world's best club sandwich uh, and had uh, just an absolute ball out there and met some really cool people. So um, yeah, it was a good trip. And it was really nice to see all the pictures that you were sharing on LinkedIn. But of course, the Harrington style WhatsApp group, we got um, a few extra <laughs> ones in there that were really funny. Plus, um, the fact that uh, our very own Harry Sopal loves to commentate anything that, that goes on in the world <laughs> and, and was, you know, really, really funny and keeping us all laughing about it. Um, but I think, you know, one of the, the real successes of Belfast is that we've, we really have... Um, built each of the individuals to focus on a specific technology area space so that actually they could they could fit they could fit in really easy into the wider group of Harrington stars so it's what we did with the US um, and it's really really allowed for like someone like myself I've not been over to the Irish office um, but I feel like I know them um, yeah. and I know a lot of people you know can say this you know by, by being on zoom or teams every day but you know, we we're in we're in our lineups every morning where everyone yeah. is everyone's a part of that. Um, every time that I'm speaking to a new client or a current client, and there's specific roles that um, are shared with me, um, I know exactly who I need to reach out to. So we've got Ryan, um, 
who, uh, who focuses on data now, which is really, really exciting. Khan focuses um, on Java, um, which, is, um, which is really important because we all know just how many Java vacancies are out there. Phil is within our change and transformation team. And of course, Stephen Turkington focusing purely on testing and application support. This is a great, great setup because what it's meant is that each of these people works specifically with somebody within the London office who also works um, across those specific areas. Plus, they are working with the group as a whole to help us improve our customer relations and help, help us improve how we're reaching out to our candidates. Everyone who talks to me knows we've got huge campaigns going on where we are trying to reach far, farther and wider than we've ever reached before for candidates. We're trying to reach the unreachable candidates. And we're able to do that because we're putting people into specific uh, focus points and specific technology stacks. So it's, it's been a really, really successful setup which I think has been as successful as it is because of what you say, Toby, because we are looking at talent density. We're looking to really, really increase that, that performance day in, day out. We're focusing on that high performance and being able to support one another and collaborate. And that to me is a really exciting part of um, the Belfast team. Let me add two things to that as well, because um, the, uh, first, a funny story. So, so you mentioned there about you feel like you, you know the you know the guys. Look, you're on maternity leave when they came over uh, at the end of August slash early September, uh, and didn't get to meet them. And then at Christmas, um, when they came over, it was obviously the you know the COVID time, etc., where, where people started to get locked up and, and such such like. So, you haven't actually met them before in in person, right? Mm -hmm. But there was a debate for about ten minutes when I was out there about the fact of how. Um, Phil had been over twice and he hadn't met you but Con was insistent that he met you in person and of course he hasn't but he couldn't work out <laughs> that that had, that had happened I said there's That's no way brilliant. you could have met, met her but he was adamant that he'd met you because of that same sort of sense of, uh, of you know, what, what we have it's, you know, it doesn't matter if they're in Belfast or London it's one team and I think that's an important aspect as I said the great thing about being with those guys specifically is very very quickly it felt like a you know a hand in glove it felt like they'd been there for a lot longer straight away it felt like they were part of the team part of the furniture and 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 you know i think that's testament to slack it's testament to zoom it's testament to the setup that actually you know the, and one of the people i was interviewing when i was out there was talking about you know is there a you know any sort of com combat or competition or angst between london and belfast and i said it, it doesn't feel like london and belfast which is great and i'm really really proud of that um, and I'd say it's, you know, I, I, would, I would put it down to that, that whole uh, topic of esprit de corps and why it's important. Mm, yeah. And why it's important, why it's so important to work on because, you know, so many of the companies we work with have got, um, you know, fragmented teams in, you know, in London, in France, in Norway, in Germany, in, in uh, Portugal, particularly with, you know, nearshoring at, at the moment. I spoke to a company um, and a wonderful conversation with Sonia Khan, who was talking about her business being in Italy and uh, you know, Milan and Portugal and looking to spread further on, on from that. If I think of you know, companies like Eventus Systems, who, who, you know, who, who've got people all over the place, but still work very much on, on culture uh, in a you know, remote first sort of, sort of way of what they're doing. It's really, really interesting to see how the world's changed, I think. And Esprit de Corps doesn't have to be sacrificed due to geography. It, it really doesn't. Um, and, you know, that takes me on some of the podcasts that I've recorded this week. Uh, one in particular, um, Lois Witherspoon. So she is head of community and belonging at Juno. So, you know, even, even that job title, which we spoke about within the podcast, 
Would we have seen a title like that 10 years ago? We wouldn't have, you know, head of community and belonging. That is, that is all about esprit de corps. Now, Juno itself is an app that, um, that's all about financial education and building a platform around that that's really accessible uh, to people of all ages from all sorts of backgrounds across the world. Um, and what's really important about the conversation is that we spoke about how to create safe spaces. Um, we spoke about financial education within the business as well as externally within the business. And more importantly, ensuring that culturally and psychologically, you're building an environment for people to be successful. So again, another really, really important part of this story um, and a really, really good how-to guide for people to listen to, to be able to get stronger within this because there was something that you mentioned that I think is really key. This isn't just going to happen and you could have it really spot on today, but tomorrow it may go downhill. It's really, really important that this is something that you continually work on because it's about people and people working together and leveraging their skill sets uh, with one another so that they can get better. And that's something that takes, that takes time and a lot of consideration and the right infrastructure. So um, the conversation I had with Megan Dunford, Group Leader of Strategic Planning at Western Union, was along this, um, th this sort of track as well. Um, she works and supports the people strategy and solutions team. She uh, runs an employee resource group, Women at Woo, uh, WU, Western Union, which I really, you know me, I quite like that. Women at Woo. Um, woo, women at Woo. Um, so it was really, really yeah, exciting conversation because again, she does so much for women within um, her business. Um, but she's a big, big believer in um, engaging the allies and bringing that collaboration. And one thing that Esprit de Corps is absolutely key when, we, when we're thinking about it is that when we look at inclusion, it is, inclusion is about including everybody and esprit de corps is a huge part of that. So all my how-tos on that this week were really, really relevant to this topic as well. Brilliant. And what else has been happening this week, Ned? Um, so it's been really, really busy in the office. Um, I know we say it a, a lot, but there are just so many vacancies out there at the moment. So we are working on a number of super, super exciting events that will be coming up shortly that we'll be releasing, virtual um, got the book launch face to face but they're all different ways for us to reach people that we haven't reached before and to truly add value to this industry so even though I've been recording more and more podcasts I've got a number of webinars um, that are about to be booked in I've got a couple of roundtables that will be booked in I've got a walk the talk mini series that will be booked in um, but all that it's allowing me to do is to be able to reach people I haven't reached before, whether they are people who deem themselves the experts um, wanting to share their knowledge or people coming to me saying, I need some knowledge. I need you to answer these questions. But it's been so, so busy. I feel like every day is just like a whirlwind. But I know that we are adding value and we are changing people's lives. And that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that you know, when you when you say that is the main thing. Look, I think sometimes it's underestimated what you know what we do. I think the industry doesn't do a great job at really recognising that sometimes. And and to me, it's massively exciting that there is there is a, a major issue out there at the moment with technology being a driver of so much positive change. But at the same time, it could be so much more if they could get the, you know the right people in place to to allow those businesses to thrive. And I love this now that we are looking at genuine business problems and helping provide genuine business business solutions to help do that further forward. I love the fact that we're looking at people and helping advise them make decisions that will change their lives forever uh, and impact their, you know, their, their fortunes, their families and their futures. 
Uh, and I think when people are starting to look at that as a professional service, and this, you know, as you know, is my soapbox, you know, when, when people are looking at this as a professional service and, and really looking at how they can uh, uh, provide value to customers and candidates alike, that to me gets really, really exciting. And that's the true essence of this industry and what we're, and what we're starting to do. And look, there's, um, you know, we, we, we now uh, have reached out to people with regards to, you know, the most influential fintech companies of the year. There is a, a, a stellar list that have, have been contacted content is being created podcasts are starting to be booked we've got loads and loads of cool stuff that's going to be happening off the back of that as well but there is a wave of uh, innovation going on out there in the marketplace we can't um, you know be more happy to be in the middle of helping companies achieve that sort of innovation uh, and and uh, there's going to be some cool stuff coming your way very very soon um, so keep your eyes peeled to all harrington star channels to uh, see that stuff too any final thoughts? Just a couple of announcements. So the, um, we know that the book is out. Fintech Women Walk the Talk. If you want to know exactly what you need to do to drive inclusion within your workplace, please, you can buy the book from Amazon, Smiths, Waterstones, any major book retailer, or you could attend the book launch on March the 15th where you could pick up your own signed copy. Haha. So super excited about that book launch. We've got four um, guests confirmed um, as panelists. I've released who they are before in a previous pod, but I'm super excited about it. And we've still got a few spots left if you want to attend in person. But the other shout out is that we have now released the virtual link. So wherever you are in the world, if you can't make it to the Schroeder's office on March the 15th at 11 o'clock, then you can log in from wherever you are. And I really, really encourage as many people as possible to sign up to that because it's going to be a brilliant panel talking about how you can walk the talk for change for gender equality within any workplace. Fantastic. Well, Nadia, it's been a pleasure as always talking to you. Love the subject of Esprit de Corps. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we love doing the show we love listening to your feedback please keep it coming if you want to rank and review and rate the pod we'd be massively massively grateful that helps spread it as far and wide as it is all over the world at the moment uh, and keep your ideas and, and insight coming through thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.